0: November the 23rd, 2022, we still got some blue skies out here in the Midwest. It's going to get up in the mid-50s today. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. Had some pumpkin pie this morning and a cup of coffee. Getting ready for the big day tomorrow. Turkeys in the fridge, seasoning. Getting ready to go into the oven early in the morning. Hey, these are your top five headlines for this Wednesday, the end of the week. We're going to take a few days off. Let's start off with headline number five. Biden looks to extend student loan payment pause to June 30th. Bloomberg. President Joe Biden announced that his administration would extend the pandemic era pause in student loan repayments through June 30th amid legal challenges to his college debt forgiveness plan. If the litigation is not resolved by June 30th, payments will resume 60 days after that, the Education Department said in a statement. From the Daily Wire, a number of reports had predicted that the White House would once again extend the freeze, which comes at a price tag of $5 billion per month. So a couple things. Number one, we shouldn't be spending any more money that we don't have. We're already $31 trillion in debt. Number two, the president doesn't have the right to make those types of decisions by executive fiat or executive order. This is something that Congress has to approve. The fact that we're already in an inflationary and recessionary and possibly depressionary situation, the last thing we want to do is, is spending more money that we that we just don't, we just can't afford. I'm sorry, Biden administration is rogue. They're out of control. Spending and printing money is only going to create more problems for the American people. I hope they stop it. I hope the new Congress that comes in will address this, put a kibbutz on the Biden administration and their radical spending, because again, it's going to be more destruction, more inflation, and higher taxes. All right, headline number four. Iran begins enriching uranium to 60% purity in effort to expand nuclear program. From Reuters, Iran has begun enriching uranium to 60% purity. The International Atomic Energy Agency was confirming Iranian reports of Tehran's step, taken in retaliation for the agency's criticism of Iran in a Board of Governors resolution last week. From the National Review, a similar enrichment process had already taken place at Iran's other major nuclear facility of Natanz. Iran has increasingly taken a belligerent stance towards recent efforts to circumscribe the country's nuclear ambitions. In June, Iran removed the IAEA equipment installed as part of the JCPOA agreement to monitor the country's nuclear program. All right, so this is... um, continuing problem with Iran. They continue to build up their nuclear capacity. They're a very dangerous country, probably even more dangerous maybe than North Korea, but both of them are pretty dangerous. John Kerry and their wacko ideas of dropping a billion dollars on a pallet in their airport under the Obama administration. President Trump came in and shut that deal down. And now that the Biden administration is in power, they are continuing to build up their their atomic energy capacity. It takes a strong leader, somebody that can stand strong against this uh, regime, this totalitarian dictatorship, this massive, destructive country that has murdered its citizens, very violent, very destructive. And the new administration that comes in after the Biden administration needs to address it because it's continuing to be a buildup that's been going on for years. And sooner or later, they're going to come up with with an atomic bomb, which is going to make the world that much less safe. All right, headline number three, San Francisco Elections Commission Director Fired to Meet Racial Quota Levels. From the Daily Caller, the San Francisco Elections Commission decided last week to not renew Director John Arntz's contract not because he failed to fulfill his duties, but because they wanted to hire a minority replacement. The city commission voted to not renew Arntz's five-year deal and instead will hire an independent recruiter to assess applicants for the position along with Arntz should he choose to reapply. Arntz, who was hired in 2002, did not receive a new contract because the commission wanted to carry out San Francisco's, quote, racial equity end quote plan that aims to maintain a quote high level end quote of racial diversity in every government position from the national review just two years ago the elections commission wrote arntz a commendation for his incredible leadership according to mission local arntz declined to say whether he has concerns regarding fairness or discrimination as it applies to the commission's decision all right so the supreme court has been looking at this This idea of racial discrimination, this is part of our Constitution. We do not hire based on race or religion or ethnicity. And uh, San Francisco seems to think that they can go ahead and pick and choose, just like the Biden administration did. Chose his vice president on the color of her skin. He chose a Supreme Court justice on the color of her skin, her racial background. This is exactly who the Democrats are. Sorry, folks. This is, uh, have to be straight with you. Democrats are the racists, not the Republicans. Now, everybody has a little bit of racism as a part of their historical, ancestral influence and cultural lineage, but most of people, as in general, are not racist. But the Democrats seem to think that everything is based around race and that's how they make decisions, which is unconstitutional. San Francisco is typical liberal, far-left government run by Newsom, and, of course, this idea of racial equity is all part of their mindset and their ideology. So I hope they, I hope he challenges it, and I hope they come to a resolution, and that if the Supreme Court has to step in and make the decisions, so be it. All right, headline number two, Dennis Prager. So many people don't think of God as worthy of thanks and essential to the American vocation. Dennis Prager. Here is the proclamation of Abraham Lincoln in 1863 for a national day of Thanksgiving. Quote, the year that is drawing towards its close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies. To these bounties which are so constantly enjoyed, that we are prone to forget the source from which they come others have been added which are of so extraordinary a nature that they cannot fail to penetrate and soften the heart which is habitually insensible to the ever watchful providence of almighty god End quote we were founded to be a god-centered nation my friends i don't care if you're an atheist agnostic wiccan it doesn't matter you still have to tell the truth and that's the truth you hear that They are gracious gifts of the Most High God who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, hath nevertheless remembered mercy. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and praise. All right, good for Dennis Prager. If we fail as American citizens to remove God from our understanding of how great this nation was founded and formed, then we have big problems. This nation will not last. It will divide. You will see liberalism as being the new God, secular humanism, technology will become a replacement for God Almighty. This is what we're up against. We were founded based on the Almighty as the creator of heaven and earth, that all men were created equal, and having praise and thanksgiving is a natural process of those that have faith, that believe in an almighty God. And I hope that everybody takes the time tomorrow to really think about all the things that we have in this great country, the most blessed nation on this earth. That's why people want to come into our southern border. People don't want to leave this nation, they want to come into this nation. There's very few nations like that around the world like the American ideal. And we at AffirmAmerica.com affirm the American ideal and the Constitution and the founding of our nation based on godly principles and values. So let's think about this tomorrow, not just, you know, about turkey and dressing and pumpkin pie, but let us think about the values that we have and how great and how lucky we are to live in this great country. All right, headline number one, critics to Fauci, hit the road and don't come back. Fauci's final briefing, Spencer Brown. During Tuesday's White House press briefing, Corrine Jean-Pierre brought not only cookies to share with the press corps, but also Dr. Fauci, who she praised as a source of information and facts before offering a eulogy-sounding recap of his career to introduce him for what John pierre said was his last run at the podium. Fox News. During questions after the White House coronavirus response team updated reporters on the administration's vaccine efforts, Daily Caller White House correspondent Diana Glebova attempted to ask a question regarding what Fauci has done to investigate the origins of COVID-19. But Jean-Pierre shut Glebova down and rebuked her for speaking out of turn. Town Hall, Fauci, my message and my final message, maybe the final message I give you from this podium is get your updated COVID-19 shot. All right, so Fauci's on the way out, and I think uh, it's probably well overdue. Should have left a while ago. He's lost a lot of credibility, always changing his mind, always coming out with contradictory statements. People have lost faith in the CDC, and our health institutions as a direct result. Of Dr. Fauci's inconsistencies and the fact that things are starting to come out that he was directly connected with the Wuhan lab in China and may have practiced and been a part of some of the testing and some of the exposure of COVID to the international community. And I hope that when the new Congress comes in in January that they'll take a look at it They'll see what the connections are, and we'll try to get to the bottom of what started this complete mess that destroyed our country for the last couple years, destroyed our economy, and put us in a situation that may take us decades to recover from. So let it begin. Let us get to the bottom of it. Let's find out, not for any political reason, but for the sheer understanding of what happened and how we can prevent it again in the future. All right, my friends, that's your top five headlines. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Let us really take the time, realize that we do live in a great country, even though with all of our warts and all of our challenges and all of our difficulties, we seem like we're more divided than ever. But let's uh, come together with your family, your friends, enjoy the day, think about what Thanksgiving means, and I'll see you again next Monday on the Affirm America Podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. God bless you. Have a wonderful day tomorrow, and happy Thanksgiving to all. This is the Affirm America Podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget: America is great. We affirm it.